Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. There's those people who've had significant trauma in their lives yep. and it's been hindered by their attachment to people and has restricted their own personality development and they're termed personality disordered. Yes. Or there's those people who react to others as those, you know, like there's a threat. Um, they're the prickly people. Most often that's a result of a personality clash or a misunderstanding and assumptions that are not necessarily correct. But all of us have that sort of experience and all of us have times when we're prickly and we misunderstand a situation. Even you. Oh. I even. can't believe it. <laughs> and, and you, Lee. Move I'm on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> but today I'd like to talk about some sort of personality disorders. Now, there's a whole spectrum of personality disorders, but we'll just put them all in one at the moment. And we can talk about a whole lot of different sorts at another time. Yes. But uh, let's put it into context so that we don't just sit here and start pointing the finger at other people and saying, oh, look, you know, they've got that, when actually we need to look at ourselves. Yes, okay. So what's the context that we should begin to construct for this? Okay, you might notice that when I like to talk about things, I tend to use scales a lot. So I, if you can imagine a scale from 0 to 10 with 0 at one end where we're born in the world, we come into the world and um, we have a sort of a temperament that might be genetically determined and we've got an environment that we're about to grow and be stimulated to grow. And at 0, we think only of ourselves, because yes. that's all we've got the capacity to. We consider our own own views. We see things entirely from our self-centred point of view. And then we begin to relate to other people and we start to shift along the scale a little bit towards the 10. Mm. Um, so we begin to see things differently. We have experiences that help us to see other people's point of view. And that involves some conflicts and tantrums when we're toddlers and arguments as we grow older. And each time we have an incident like that, we can resolve it with another and we begin to grow. Um, and move outside of ourselves. At the 10 end of the scale, when we're fully developed, I don't think any of us really get there, to be honest, uh, we can okay. see things from other people's perspective where, without even trying to defend ourselves. And that's the selfless end of things. And it's where Jesus demonstrated in his development. Okay, yes. um, Jesus used the term, you lose yourself in order to find yourself. Yep. Um, and this basically translates in psychology as the point of moral development when you can take yourself out of the picture and consider another person's point of view. You can have compassion and empathy and care at that end of the scale, mm. but you have it without having any sense of I'm doing it because I want to be nice or I want other people to, to like me. It's truly selfless. Yes. Yeah. Now, if we consider the development from 0 to 10, you can see there's a huge difference. And the stages that people go through involve relationships, conflict, reactions to power and control and positions of vulnerability. And it's in the place of being vulnerable that a person grows. Yes, of course. So what happens or why does a person have a personality disorder? Well, personality disorders implies there's, there's a degree of stuckness somewhere along that scale. So somewhere along the line there's been trauma or the person doesn't feel safe or they've been incredibly vulnerable and they've not been able to negotiate or resolve the conflict towards growth. And this sometimes happens when people are abused, particularly as children. And it can go through early childhood trauma where there's a choice of going with the reaction of re revenge or self-entitlement, which is more natural to us as humans, but actually sends us back towards the, the naught end of the scale. Yeah. Um, it's actually our reactions to trauma that actually establishes our development of a personality disorder. So it's not actually the trauma itself 
It's how we react to it. Okay. Um, if the tricky part is when a child, a little child is subjected to tra- trauma, they don't have enough knowledge or experience to know how to that there's other ways of reacting. So they're very raw in the reaction, which yes. is why early childhood trauma is so awful. Can you give us um, signs of what a personality disorder looks like or feels like? Yeah, a person, person with a personality do- disorder can often appear as a prickly person, um, but they're also very manipulative. Um, they can seek to control others and they can to try and get their own way. And they might see people as tools or resources to be used rather than people with thoughts or feelings. Yes. Um, there are many categories of personality disorders, such as borderline personality, narcissistic and the sociopath. Um, but it isn't helpful in this forum to categorise it. But it's helpful for us to realise that, that we all... All of us have the potential for these d- d- disorders to develop under certain circumstances. Every one of us. Every one oh, of us. Okay. And I think this is very, very, you know, you just have to look in prison studies and see that that is our capacity. But some of the signs that you see in someone with a personality disorder is a lack of empathy, um, dominant and demanding behavior, manipulation of power. Um, and, and manipulation of people just to get what they want. And sometimes you see this sort of split personality. It's not, it's not like schizophrenia or um, people with dissociative or multiple personality. It's more like what they are in, the, in that they front with everybody is quite different to who they are behind closed doors. Wow. Um, illusions of grandeur, but at the same end of the scale, you can have someone who's like a martyr. You know that no one's got it as bad as me, and mm. if you have it as worse than me, then you've 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 moved me off my my place. So I'm going to make you feel, you know, worse because you've made me feel like I'm not as bad as I thought I was. I can feel our audience from out Australia <laughs> ticking off these things. Yes, yes. Um, you also see people using blame and shame, you know, uh, and demanding okay. others to do things for them, um, and a sense of entitlement. Um, uh, the other thing is that you can have someone who has a personality disorder and they're the, they're, they have a string of relationships where they've got really close to someone and then all of a sudden they've become their enemy. Um, the behaviours that they have demand the centre of attention, um, but they can be a bully. Um, yeah. But the other thing that I think is quite important to, to note is that people with a personality disorder have over-the-top revengeful reactions um, if they're crossed. So they're not to be crossed lightly. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, there's a classic film, Beaches. There's a scene in Beaches with Bette Midler who says, hey, you know, that's enough talk about me. Um, let's talk about you. So so what do you think about me? <laughs> <laughs> Seen a bit of that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's also another film on at the moment, which is The Slap, and, and that depicts a, a classic narcissistic personality in the, in the main character. And the guy who slaps another person's child gets reported, but his reactions are thinking so characteristic of someone with that personality disorder. It's, wow. still, it's, it's great to watch, well, yeah. from my perspective anyway. Um, now, there's many ways that these characteristics might show up. Um, it might seem that the person, a person with a personality d- disorder may be obvious that, um, that they, they seem to be very, you know, un, 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 not a very nice person, but they also might appear as a very kind and caring individual and have all the compassion in the world and the whole, the whole community respects them. But behind closed doors, they're quite um, nasty. Um, most often, the narcissistic person is in a position of power. 
That's the one who loves themselves. Yes, yeah, but yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of politicians and managers and leaders who are narcissistic, and and this is what actually helps them to get there. It's part of the deal. Yes. Yeah, because if they put themselves forward, they're managing to get to get these positions because it, they don't have that sort of um, empathy for others. They can actually put themselves forward and navigate the power for their own good. Um, they enjoy the media hype, and 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 they get there. I've never been able to get that, but anyhow. <laughs> so you may talk about a personality disorder, but it's not a disabling disorder, no. but rather one that can actually help people at the ladder of power sometimes. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, it, 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 you need to be aware that each of us has this potential to become more narcissistic and, and head towards the north end of the spectrum mm. with our experiences. Because in this world, we seek to have power and dominance and self-importance. That's just what we do in this world. And the narcissistic person seems to make it. Um, but they're not happy. They're not happy people. And often the demise of the narcissistic person is their need for comfort. Um, now think of Saul in the Bible, um, classic narcissist. Yes. He's a grumpy old man. Um, and he sees David and he needs comfort and he likes the music. Um, and so he gets David to play and then gave, David gets the admiration. So Saul goes to hurt him. And they're so isolating of themselves yes, by their yes. own behavior. So the narcissistic reaction is one of re revenge. Mm. It's also one that if you are hurt, you hurt back 10 times. Um, and that's what Saul did. He pursued David at his own peril. Yes. You know, each of us, though, has this potential. And I, I keep coming back to that because we've actually shown that in some psychological studies in the, in the 70s um, and amazing studies where they just had ordinary people and they went into this awful behavior within six days. What led them into that? They were put into characteristics, into characters. They were told to take on the character of, say, a prison ward warden and 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 they started to behave in such terrible terrible ways wow. yes very famous um, studies mm. but um we we also need to be aware that it's actually a natural reaction to head towards the narcissistic end okay. it's, it's more natural for us to do that um, it's not right or moral but it's natural um and that's why Jesus says, in, when he talks, talks to us, he, he says, you know, in order to gain yourself, you need to lose yourself first. Yeah. So it's almost like you lose your natural reaction and rely on me, you'll actually find yourself. So we're going to be looking next week at tips for managing these difficult people. But for now, how, what would you say about dealing with this person with the narcissist, narcissistic tendency? Because it's so around us in this uh, day and age, isn't it? Yes, yes. Now, I've got a story um, that I've, I can tell you about, which is about a lion. And a lion has got, um, let's say, I'll tell you the story. It's like this roary, beautiful, beautiful lion with a golden mane. And, okay. and he's got a golden mane and he stands up there and he looks at his kingdom. And as he looks down at his kingdom, he says, oh, my golden mane is so beautiful, but I can see that black cat over there. And that black cat would make my mane look really nice. So he invites the black cat to come up and make his mane look beautiful by sort of contrasting. Okay, yes. And, and then he sees another tabby and he says, oh, come and join me. You can help me in my kingdom as well. And the tabby will blend in and won't be noticed and help, can help behind the scenes. And so he stands up on his throne and he looks down at the kingdom and people walk past and they say, what a beautiful, um, beautiful lion. And look at that black cat. It makes the lion's mane look nice. And after a while, people come to get some help and the lion doesn't do anything for them, but the black cat does. 
And so people start going to the black cat and the lion notices that everyone's looking at the black cat. And so after a while, the lion says, oh, they're liking the black cat better. So he puts his foot on the black cat's tail to make it harder for him. And the black cat has to edge away. And the lion keeps pursuing and keeping his foot on the black cat's tail. And after a while, the lion's not on the throne. And the tabby's doing everything. He's paying the bills. He's sorting out all of the problems in the buildings. He's fixing up the kingdom. He's doing all of this stuff. And he's combing the, ta- the, the, the mane. But in the meantime, the lion keeps pursuing the black cat. And the black cat keeps running. And the lion keeps pursuing until both of them are destroyed. And the yeah. kingdom starts to crumble. Yeah. In the meantime, the tabby's there managing everything. And somebody in another kingdom says, oh, why don't you come and join me? You're a really good cat. (laughs) And off she goes. (laughs) Now, the moral of the story is, which cat manages the lion the best? Okay. It's the tabby. Of course. Yes. The tabby manages the lion best because the tabby doesn't have that need to show its ego. The tabby is very confident in itself. He knows the job that he has to do. Yeah. But the black cat, because she took the limelight from the lion, ended up being in competition. So if you want to manage someone with a narcissistic personality disorder, you never get into a competition with them. You never get into a point where you log aheads with them. You won't win because they will beat you and beat you ten times over. So you're you're better off to manage them. And one of the hardest and saddest things, I think, of someone with a narcissistic personality is that they don't have the capacity to have a deep relationship. No, that doesn't surprise me. No. Yes, but I, God, God can do something with somebody's heart. We know that, and there's plen- plenty of times we've seen that turn around. But at times what it means is that we have to step back and be that tabby where we're not feeling like we're going to be manipulated and getting to a point where we actually feel strong in ourselves. And if we can't be strong in ourselves, it's better off to, for us to withdraw until we can. I was going to say, so you, you keep a distance, but that probably only works so much of the time. Yes, yes. It's not like being a doormat. No. If you're a doormat, you get used and abused. Mm. But if you're, a, if you're confident in yourself... And you know that you can actually comb the lion's mane. You can sort out those things without feeling resentful, knowing full well that this is how things are. So you withdraw a bit, but when you have to engage, you engage, you manage. You manage it so that it doesn't cause a huge uproar. You minimize it. You minimize it. Sometimes you might feel like you're a doormat. Yes, that's right. You might feel like that, but you know that you need to feel like a doormat in order to get the job done. Will it help if I feel sorry for them? Is that appropriate? I, I think in some ways it is. Um, it's, it's like stepping aside and, and having compassion for them. But you can't have enormous compassion that you go out there and do things for them because then you end up being used and abused. Yeah. So you need to be able to always have that level of unattachment to be able to actually help them. Very difficult. You're such a wise person. And so next week, just give us a bit of a sketch. We'll look at some of the tips on managing difficult people. Yes, I'm going to come in with about 15 tips wow. on how to manage difficult people and some ideas that we can do with with just, you know, difficult people in general and also to help ourselves not to be so difficult sometimes. That'll be good for all of us. <laughs> Lynn Worsley, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Across Australia. 
This is Open House. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.